0: This is episode 11 of the Create Joy podcast. You need to slow down to enjoy your extraordinary, ordinary life. Hi, and welcome to the Create Joy podcast, where we believe that we have the power to not only find meaning in life, but to create joy every day. Yes, even when life gets tough. In each episode, we will dig into experiences and ideas that will inspire us to take the steps needed to create joy in our own lives and in the lives of others. I am your host, Katrina Gandhara. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited that you're here. Um, this is serious now. We're double digits in the 11th episode of the show. I just wanted to celebrate that really quick. And I also wanted to celebrate this milestone in downloads that we reached last week that I am so excited about and so honored. Um, so I just wanted to take this time before we jump into the episode to give a sincere Thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in, for listening, for sharing this message. I am just so honored and so ecstatic that this message is speaking to so many of you, that we are creating really kind of the best community on the internet. I am so honored to be a little part of your life every day. So I just want to encourage you to keep sharing and keep spreading this message because I really feel strongly about this message and what it can do for each and every one of us. And having said that, let's jump into the episode. In episode four, how to create a happy life, Melina Chaffin gives an amazing piece of advice that helps her to truly enjoy this phase of life that she's in. She recommends that we truly be present in the moment. This got me thinking about so many things that I wanted to dig deeper into this because there are a lot of lessons to be learned by practicing this simple principle. So here's a question for you. Are you constantly surrounded by people but missing out on connection because you're moving too fast? So let me repeat that. Are you constantly surrounded by people? This could be family, friends, coworkers, internet friends, but still missing out on real connection. Do you often feel lonely in a crowded room? Do you feel so overwhelmed by all the things that you're doing that you are missing that connection? So we live in a world that idolizes being busy. We feel like we need to always be doing something to be productive. And this can be bad for us for several reasons. One, it can affect our health. It can affect our relationships. It can affect our productivity. So, we're in trying to be productive, we might actually be harming our productivity. And the thing is, um, it can be super sneaky because there are so many good things that we can constantly convince ourselves that we need to do. But then these little things can just add up, kind of creating a disaster of a situation. So, there are some obvious signs that we're too busy, like being frazzled, overbooked, showing up late. And in modern life, we are moving at an ever-increasing rate. It seems like we're constantly having to go faster and faster. And technology facilitates this, um... And regardless of the trials or obstacles that are ahead of us, we keep moving faster. So when we're faced with stress or turbulence or difficult things, instead of actually slowing down and dealing with these, we throw it onto the pile of worries and things that we have. And we keep up the frantic pace and sometimes even speed up a little thinking that we'll be better off for it. And this is especially valid, I think, during the holiday season that's coming up. We have so much going on and then we add on all the holiday celebrations and just become more frantic and more complicated and actually take away from the beautiful memories and and really what we're celebrating. Dieter Uchtdorf says, we would do well to slow down a little. Proceed at an optimum speed for our circumstances. Focus on the significant, lift up our eyes, and truly see the things that matter most. And I love the word optimum speed. It's not a correct speed. It's the optimum, the perfect speed for whatever situation we are facing right now. Sometimes we will need to speed up a little, and sometimes, more often than not, we will actually need to slow down so we can focus on what matters most. So there's some not-so-obvious signs that you might be needing to slow down, some things that can be sneaking up in your life that you might not recognize as needing to slow down. Uh, You might have sudden angry outbursts. This is a sign that you're stressed, overwhelmed, or tired. You might be increasingly forgetful. You're making bad food choices. You're feeling increasingly worried or anxious, and you're feeling a lack of connection Uh, fatigue is also another sign that you might need to slow down. Um, A few years ago, I, I don't even remember what was going on in my life, but I just felt increasingly all of these, all of these things from this list that I just mentioned. And it was really starting to manifest in my body. I was having these headaches and so much stress and pain all over my body. And I'd never done meditation. This is not something that I was into, but for some reason I decided to Google like a five minute meditation and I found a body scan. I lay down on the floor. I don't even remember if it was on a yoga mat or anything. I just lay down and did this body scan. And as I was slowing down and focusing on each individual part of my body and relaxing the muscles and honing in, I kid you not, it was a five or seven minute um, meditation all that physical manifestation of the stress that I was feeling disappeared. I felt like a new person after this, just by giving myself just a few minutes of time by myself to allow my body to slow down and be present. And that was life-changing. And uh, it's not always going to be that dramatic, (laughs) the, the slowing down, but sometimes it will be depending on, I guess, what situation we're in. Okay, so I think we've established that we should slow down, and here is why. It's good for you. A well-rested mind leads to clearer thinking and better work. It makes you more likable. You will be less tired, less cranky, and more friendly. And as previously mentioned, it helps you focus on what really matters. So what's the solution? How do we actually put this into practice? We have so many things on our list, so many things on our ever growing to do list. So how do we actually slow down? Um, I watched this movie called About Time. So this guy has this ability that's passed down through the men in his family where he can go back uh, to any moment in time and relive it. So the whole movie focuses on things that he gets to go back and change. And you can imagine um, some of them are an awkward first encounter with a girl that he really likes. Uh, He did some bad decisions. He saved his sister's life, which was very dramatic. And he got to go back and visit his dad in the past after his dad had already passed away. Um, And at the end of the movie, He's remembering his dad's advice along the way to help him maneuver this ability that he has. And one of the things um, he started practicing at the end was what his dad called the real mothership. This is the key advice that I'm going to give you to manage this ability that you have. And it's a two-part. Part Part one of the two-part plan, and this is quoting it from the movie, I should just get on with ordinary life, living it day by day like anyone else. So then it shows him going through life, you know, a tough business meeting or his coworker friend gets into trouble at work. He's running late for work. He gets an answer that he really wanted at work, sitting next to a guy on the train and his music was too loud and he was super annoyed by it. Then he goes to bed that night like a regular night. Next morning, he wakes up, uses his ability, goes back and repeats the same day. So then came part two of Dad's plan. And in the movie's words, he told me to live every day again, almost exactly the same. The first time with all the tensions and worries that stop us from noticing how sweet the world can be. But the second time, noticing. So then he replaced that day. He knew that this attack was coming at work, so he was able to make light of it and help his friend diffuse a difficult situation. He was able to be more polite and kind to those around him. He knew that he was close to being late, but he wasn't going to be late, so he stopped for a second to appreciate really beautiful architecture. And then since he already knew the outcome of the trial at work, um, he was much less tense through it, creating a really strong bond with... Um, And really just a cool moment with his coworkers. Then he gets back on the train, this annoying music, he knew it was coming. um, And so he leaned into it and he actually enjoyed the music instead of being annoyed at this guy. So how does this apply to us? I have yet to meet someone who has this ability to travel back in time and to relive experiences. But I do know that we are not alone and that God has a plan for us. Early on in my teenage years, I learned from Gordon B. Hinckley, who would repeat this over and over again in many different ways, a variation of the theme that things will work out. And I'm just going to read my three favorite variations because they're all a little unique, yet they're all super powerful and uh, um, actually made a huge impact on my life. So number one, or quote, quote one, it isn't as bad as you sometimes think it is. It all works out. Don't worry I say that to myself every morning. If you do your best, it will all work out. Put your trust in God and move forward with faith and confidence in the future. There we go. It's not always as bad as you think it is. Quote number two, carry on. Things will work out. If you keep trying and praying and working, things will work out. They always do. If you want to die in early age, dwell on the negative. Accentuate the positive and you'll be around for a while. So there he gives us some things that we can do to help things work out. Third quote. In my 90 plus years, I have learned a secret. I have learned that when good men and good women face challenges with optimism, things will always work out. Truly, things always work out. Despite how difficult circumstances may look at the moment, those who have faith and move forward with a happy spirit will find that things always work out. So there we know. I love him. Um... So what I get from all these quotes and Gordon B. Hinckley's experiences is that if we can rely on God and trust that things will work out, that he knows us and he loves us, maybe we can trust that these situations that we're rushing through and that we're worrying about will all be okay. That it is, and that's not to say that life is not hard because it definitely is, but imagine that you are living it a second time, but with the perspective of the end from the beginning. So look at your life again. Focus on the things that matter. Focus on the relationships, the smells, the tastes, the sounds and feelings that you are feeling that really matter. Going back to this movie, he kind of closes it up and he says, in the end, I think I have learned the final lesson for my travels in time. And I've even gone one step further than my father did. The truth is I now don't travel back at all. Not even for the day, I just try to live every day as if I have deliberately come back to this one day to enjoy it as if it were the final day of my extraordinary, ordinary life. So here he's able to make that change. He's able to focus on life as if he were reliving it again, but just trying to eliminate all the chaos and the drama and the troubles and the things that we really have just to complicate our lives. So how do we slow down? How do we get past all these hard things and really focus on what matters most? Here's just a list of ideas. I'm sure you can come up with a lot more. Um, You can go for a walk, get some fresh air, stop and smell the flowers, which in our current season, there's not a lot, or a child's hair, If it's not too smelly, Um, look for one magical moment in every day. Sometimes this can feel super hard, but there is always one. Give a seven second hug. Make a simple meal and just enjoy it. Don't overcomplicate your dinner. Just keep it simple. Learn to say no to anything that is not beneficial. That doesn't matter do less, be present, disconnect from the internet, from social media, from work, focus on people, appreciate nature, eat slower, drive slower, breathe deeper, and meditate. I believe that there is real power in slowing down. I believe there's real power in doing less and And I especially believe that there is real power in trusting God and trusting that everything will work out, that he's in control, he knows what we're doing, and he knows what is best for us. So this week's Create Joy Challenge is to focus on your extraordinary, ordinary life. Slow down and focus on the good, focus on the beautiful, look past the hard things and see the light inside of it find peace love and joy in the turmoil and turn off as much of the noise as you possibly can Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. It has been so fun to connect with you um, ever since starting this podcast. It really is such a beautiful community that we're creating together. Um, I would love to connect with you more. If you're not there yet, please go and join us over on Instagram at createjoypodcast so we can hang out and learn a little more together because each and every one of you inspire me so much. I look forward to seeing you there. Until next time, let's create a little joy today.